Welcome to Forward. Educate yourself on the new world. The podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance with your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Real chiropractic talk. No rainbows, no unicorns. Start putting in the work. The biggest names in the industry. The legends, the innovators, the up-and-comers. This is the podcast for progressive DCs. So buckle up. Passion is the feeling you have that you would probably do this for free and you can't believe somebody pays you to do it. Join Parker Seminars in the heart of Las Vegas, February 21st through the 23rd for an incredible three days of growth, education, and inspiration. Featured among our 37 speakers are world-renowned evidence-based leaders, Dr. Craig Liebenson and Dr. Stuart McGill. The Parker Seminars Las Vegas has the people shark Damon John and Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr. sharing their unprecedented insights on leadership and success. Please visit parkerseminars.com and use our special promotional code CLV50 to receive $50 off our unheard of Las Vegas single attendee registration price. Register today. Pain Zone, my friends. You want some free samples? Check them out. ipainzone.com. I highly recommend them. I use Pain Zone myself. A company that is dedicated to the professional. You're not going to find these products at a web on a website or on a, at a big box store. They're for you and you only, so you can control the quality of the products you recommend to others. And don't forget to check us out. Pain Zone sponsors the Pain Zone Finish at the end of the podcast, where we summarize what we've learned from today's episode. Enjoy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two of Forward, the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance podcast. My name is Dr. Bobby Maybe. Uh, season one was awesome, and uh, as you just heard in my prequel, uh, we have some plans for how you guys can recap season one, uh, but we've got to get on with business and get into what really matters, which is going forward into season two. Um, we had ourselves a very successful Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance first annual convention. And definitely look forward to our, pun intended, uh, look forward to our announcement for where we're going to have our second and when we're going to have our second event. Uh, that'll be coming up pretty soon. Uh, but for now, we're getting back into the podcast. And with the podcast, uh, season two is going to take some interesting turns, I think, and have some of maybe even a recurrence of your, your favorites from season one as well. Uh, but we are going to start at the beginning because we need to start with uh, the people who sort of made the first event happen for us. And they were our biggest sponsors of the first forward thinking chiropractic Alliance convention. And that is the folks who represent Prolon and the El Nutra team. And one of the, one of the things that hopefully we get to in this podcast is that Prolon was there. Prolon was involved um, the food that they had out as samples were delicious, but the commentary I got from some of the guests, not all of them, 
but the ones who wanted to make commentary were they didn't quite get a grasp of what Prolon was or what they were trying to deliver. So I figured a good idea would be to have some of the experts from the company on the podcast to explain not just the product itself, but to explain the tenets of a fasting mimicking diet and what it can do for you or your patients, but especially your patients and your patients if they need to utilize Prolon to get over that bridge, which they probably do, because fasting for five days is not easy. Um, so the guests I have today are from El Nutra, Victoria Hahn, and then I have Dr. Mark Testa. Um, who are, are you? Would you say you're from Prolon, Mark? Are you from El Nutra? What is your? Give me your background as a clinician, or give me your where you're standing right now as a clinician. So I'm I'm helping El Nutra bring Prolon to the chiropractic profession. I think it's such a good product that our profession can use. Uh, in numerous ways. I still see patients uh, a couple half days a week uh, in a hospital, so sort of the pinnacle where you can go as a chiropractor, and, um, and so I still do that, but I, I find, and I've always been interested in nutrition, nutritional biochemistry, functional medicine, but when this came around, um, it got me really excited, so, so that's my role uh, with El Nutra cool. is helping to get this into the profession a little bit more. I like to establish with people when we're doing these interviews that the, I, I typically prefer that if I have a chiropractic guest, they are still actually seeing patients in some capacity, you know? <laughs> yes. uh, I definitely don't want the guy who hasn't seen or touched anybody in 10 years to tell me how to, how to treat a patient, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that does tend to happen in this profession a little bit. And Victoria, what's your background? So um, I am a dietitian. I have a master's in nutrition. I actually studied under Walter um, to some extent, of course. And I am a clinician. I do do inpatient clinical um, on the side, if you will. And my main role at El Nutra is to help out with the education effort. So really being able to inform all of our healthcare providers and even patients, um, how does this work? Why does it work? Um, what's the research behind it? All that good stuff. Um, making sure that everyone is well-rounded as far as a fast, uh, as far as fasting and fasting making diets go. Uh, and for those who don't know this, becoming a dietitian is not easy. No. <laughs> um, I went my uh, yeah. My alma mater is Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, which has a oh, hey. a, a dietitian program, mm -hmm. and so I knew a lot of people going through those programs, and uh, they weren't they weren't having an easy time. It wasn't uh, it wasn't sorry sorry kinesiology kids. It wasn't kinesiology. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and to become a registered dietitian was, was not easy either. I mean, there, there's a difference, but yeah. Um, so, so props, much respect to you. You Thank guys you. want you, first of all, first and foremost, let's just talk about the fasting mimicking diet in general. So whoever wants to tackle that subject, uh, go ahead. Victoria, how about, uh, you give us your. And I imagine we'll be doing a lot of that. Like you do it. No, you do it. Yeah. 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 No, no worries. Um, so as far as what a fasting and making diet, like what is that? Well, it's a very specific um, form of a, what we call a periodic prolonged fast. So there are different types of fasts um, and I'll go over that. Actually, I probably should uh, disseminate that one right now. So if you don't know, there are four types of uh, fasts that an individual can go through. So there's time-restricted feeding, which is really what it says it is. It's when you restrict feeding to a very specific window of time. Usually that's 8 to 12 hours. 
the next step, kind of if you want to go a little beyond that, would be what we think of as intermittent fasting. Super popular right now. A lot of misinformation surrounding that type of fast in general. So let me try to define for you. Um, that's usually this you know, day of very little or no uh, energy intake done you know, two to three times a week. Usually it's separated by some days of normal food intake. So like the most common form of this would be the 5-2 diet. So two days of fasting, rest of the week, normal calorie intake. The next step after that is what we think of as short-term fasting. So this is two to three days of consecutive or more days of fasting. And then, of course, the last step to this is a periodic fast. So it's four or more days of fasting. So that's what a fasting mimicking diet is. And it's a very specific form of a periodic prolonged fast. So it's usually anywhere from four to seven days, depending on the underlying pathophysiology. But at least with prolon, it's five days specifically. And it's a very specific form of protein restriction mild calorie restriction, and low glycemic index ingredients. So what I mean to say is it's low in protein, it's low in sugar, and it's mildly low in calories. And that very specific form of um, macro and micronutrient, a very specific combination, helps to downregulate the body's nutrient-sensing pathways. And I can get into that a little later. Um, while stimulating what we think of as like the anti-aging pathways to really promote cellular regeneration and rejuvenation. So just to note, that's something that normally happens when you fast. This is just an intervention to enable patients to fast in an extremely safe manner and also to make it easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, five days is not easy for anybody, but uh, if people who are listening to us can visualize when, when your patients or you have one of these kits that go through this five-day fast, uh, there's a little box for each day. And in that box, there are some calories that are in the form of food and drink um, that are satisfying, and they make yeah. it a little bit easier to get through the five days. That, that's my, uh, dummy, my dummy assessment of that. Um, so how does Dr. Longo come into this picture, uh, who seems to be spearheading this idea or the research behind this idea? And Dr. Longo, for those who don't know, is the director of, Long of the Longevity Institute at USC. So um, he came into this picture really just to create a protocol to enable people to actually fast. So if you don't know, he's been doing fasting research for like the past 25 years plus. And this is really um, his specialty. And he knows that there's so many benefits that can come about of fasting, just water fasting. But he also knows that it's extremely hard to get people to actually do that. I mean, who really wants to water fast? That sounds extremely um, difficult and unpleasant. I mean, if I were to tell one of my patients, like, hey, I want you to go on a water fast, they would immediately, like, get out of my room and be like, you know, she's crazy. I don't want to be around this lady. And another thing to state is we don't get trained how to water fast people. Um, that's not a, a traditional medicine type of protocol. There are some specialty clinics that do medically supervised water fasting, but they're like few and far in between, and some of them aren't even in uh, the U.S. So it is to say, Walter is very cognizant of all these things, and having, you know, been, or having been one of the front runners for fasting research, he was like, you know, there's got to be a better way, as with most things, and there is. Um, you can actually fast, but not that kind of traditional omission of food fasting, rather this biological switch of fasting. So really down regulating the body's growth signal, which is good. You know, we all want that. That's beneficial. You need it. But having it always active is not very beneficial. You don't need to always have it active. In fact, you know, 
back, of course, in the Paleolithic era, we used to have these periods of rest, if you will. Usually that meant fasting, and that's very normal. Your body needs it, and that's when your body is doing this rejuvenation phase, if you will. So it's either you're growing or you're rejuvenating yourself. And Voltaire knew this, and so he was able to actually figure out the underlying mechanisms that regulate this type of you know, metabolic uh, switch, if you will. And that's how he made this FMD. And so really as a company, what Alnutra ended up doing is, you know, with the guidance of Walter, we were able to take that concept and bring it outside of the lab and make it, you know, readily available for clinicians. So he did all the, the heavy lifting. He's done all the research and he has um, two really good uh, clinical trials out. One is in cell press, the other one is in science, science uh, translational medicine. And they're both really excellent articles that really go into you know, how does this work in the body um, in a clinical setting? Yeah, the interesting thing with the paleo folks, you know, when, when paleo was definitely hot, hot. Yeah. <laughs> and CrossFit and all that was like, this is the way that our ancient man existed. Well, the ancient man didn't exist like we exist. And people tend to forget that quite frequently. The, the, the ancient man didn't have to go to a nine to five, you know what I mean? And... and being in a in a five day fast and then having to go to work and be productive, or yeah. be be productive for a family that is on all days of the week is not not easy to just sort of go into a Paleolithic fast. <laughs> and that's probably what most people are afraid of uh, when you ask them to 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 restrict their calorie intake. Is like, well, I I've, I've I've adapted to this calorie intake because it helps me almost like a drug get through my crap that I got to get through through the week, you know, like I need my, my mocha frappe, not me, but, uh, I need my mocha frappe just so I can handle the mornings. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, paleo is great. And this even happens in, in chiropractic circles, Mark, like people say, well, you know, back in the early 1900s, chiropractic did X, Y, and Z and, and had these amazing miracles. Well, bodies in the world are different and yeah. they're under different demands these days. And you have to be, you have to modernize your, your, your approach because if you don't modernize your approach to what people are doing these days, uh, then, then I think you're, you're going to fall off and be uh, not insignificant, but not as relevant. Absolutely. And to, to the point of, it, you know, what, what Walter has done with Prolon and the fasting mimicking diets, like taking it from water fasting. Like I did a water yeah. fast in chiropractic school, you know, uh, 1989 and I would not touch it again. Right. <laughs> it took me 30 years practically to do it. I did one in January and, um, it's not easy and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone because, you know, you need medical supervision. I was supervising myself obviously, but I would not recommend it. And to Victoria's point, you know, people run when you say that. So the fact that we've advanced fasting technology through the FMD and you can consume some calories uh, when I did it with with uh, with Prolon, did my fasting mimicking diet. It was so much easier than water fasting because, yeah, oh, yeah, we're busy and you know I got to see patients and think and and everything else. And it was uh, a, a lot more difficult on water only. I wouldn't recommend that. Um, so if I can ask you, why why Prolon and chiropractic? How did how did that sort of at least for you? How did that spark set off? So the sparks, and granted, you're a you're a nutrition guy, anyways. So 
Yeah, so um, the spark set off when I read the research on it, and I was like, oh my God, this can address so many problems that modern society has. And, you know, we see those patients in our practice. And, and you know, so it's one thing to get give them some vitamins to sort of, which sometimes just giving people supplements is no different than giving them a drug. It's just a, a, a you know, a patch to a problem. Right. It's not really addressing an underlying problem. Um, but when I read the literature and I saw, you know, what it can downregulate and what that actually means to our body and, and to aging and all the diseases of aging, and then the stem cell boost that comes when you start refeeding the body, I thought this is so uh, appropriate for what we're dealing with, you know, really rehealing the body. And our practices are a microcosm of, of society, right? We've got overweight people, you know, sick people, et cetera. And this was just sort of a quick way to help reset things that didn't take three, four months to start to see a change. Because as you know, taking care of patients, if they don't see a change right away, they start looking for a quicker fix. They start going somewhere else. Right. And I found this to just be, you know, really easy to implement. They could still eat, they could still function, and they could get the benefits very quickly. And, and you know, in my practice and in the people I coach and work with see a result, uh, not only you know, in the aging process, but they're not going to necessarily see in the mirror tomorrow morning, but in their symptoms and pain problems that they're dealing with, with us. Well, here's an interesting question on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it, when you're using this in practice, so say you use Prolon as a clinical tool, what are some of the outcome measures that you guys really like to, to utilize with a patient? Anyone can take that one. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll grab it from you, uh, Mark. So yeah. uh, we usually recommend, um, you know, exactly what we did in the clinical trial. So to replicate what we did, which I probably should go over that into some detail. So I'll do it pretty briefly. In our clinical trial, we did one five-day fasting meal protocol per month for three consecutive months. This just so happened to be that magical amount of time that Walter had elucidated with some of his preclinical work. So we, of course, did this um, in humans. And in essence, um, what we ended up measuring would have been glucose, triglycerides, cholesterol, blood pressure, normal anthropometrics, so body weight, um, body composition, for sure. So really trying to figure out um, were they losing body fat, were they losing weight, or um, just fat mass, or sorry, muscle mass, like what was actually going on. Um, and... Then we just let them go. And in essence, what happened, you know, after those three consecutive cycles, so the once month for three months straight kind of deal, and just to let you know, it was only five days. The rest of the month, there was no post-FMD um, protocol. They just said, go back to your normal standard diet and then come back. They just wanted to test the FMD to see what was going on. So right after that, uh, people lost body weight, three to five percent of total body weight. That's on average about five um, pounds, but everybody's a little different. Men um, were observed to lose more weight than women, which makes sense. Um, Waist circumference went down. Um, Nobody lost any lean body mass, which is super important, especially when doing a fast. Uh, That's a common um, thing to be lost when you're doing just a traditional water fast, which is why it's so inherently risky. And that's just normal with 
fasting. Um, that's what your body does, unfortunately. But this is kind of interesting that you don't lose any of that when you go on this. Um, and then a multitude of their metabolic markers are maintained at a, at a very healthy level. So whether it be um, blood pressure, triglycerides, cholesterol, the whole shebang, which was really nice to see. Um, they ended up also stratifying the population between people who were like more um, at risk to those that were already pretty darn healthy. I'll note that all the participants within the clinical trial, they were already very healthy. Um, nobody had any underlying medical condition, but some of them, maybe they had like a higher level um, of some metabolic marker to begin with. Well, it just so happened that those individuals um, were observed to have a greater kind of effect on those individuals as opposed to just those that are already pretty darn healthy. So the way I like to communicate that one is if you're not very healthy, it'll help to get you there in a very rapid manner. So definitively with the body weight loss, um, very specifically body fat loss. And if I want to be even more specific, visceral adiposity loss, which is really, really interesting. Um, but if you're already pretty darn healthy, it'll keep you there. So it's not going to make you um, unhealthy, if you will. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Um, so, Mark, which of these outcome measures could a chiropractor utilize? Basically, we've got blood testing, anthropometrics. Personally, I used a uh, bioimpedance analysis machine. We have a... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are good. What is that one called? Body Markers 2000, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. I forget what it's called. There's a 2000 in there somewhere. Biomarker that, 2000, yeah. Yeah, those are great tools to use. I mean, you know, clinically, if you don't run a lot of lab work, I mean, what I've seen and what my patients have come back with is the weight loss and the belly, the belly fat. Yeah. Um, it's become very noticeable. But, you know, simple things we can measure is blood pressure, um, you know, if, if you're working with a physician or you do lab tests, you could look at some of these markers, lipids, um, things like that. Some of the patients, um, you know, pain resolves. Interestingly, I know that was my experience, and I know I've talked in talking to some of the other patients I've worked with on it. Um, you know, I think it has to do with that stem cell release towards the end and, and the body having the capacity to rebuild and repair itself. And so that, those two things are probably the two biggest things that I see improvement with. It's, and the patients talk about pain, uh, pain reduction and really the belly fat, the central adiposity, so important. Yeah, it's, um, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, you can use those outcome measures. Uh, you can use um, like a, a pain scales, uh, mouth, and, and all those sort of outcome assessment tools to sort of measure pain as well. Mm -hmm. I, I suppose. Um, and now I understand why Dr. Faye, Dr. Leonard Faye said you got to do it three times in a row. So Faye's not going to, he's not going to beat around the bush and tell you and go into explanations of why he's just going to say you need to do three. And I've done one, uh, one series so far. So I've got to schedule myself two more to go. Um, but I will say from my personal experience, um, I did lose weight and more, more weight than the average person, but also I am a male. I will self-identify as a male. <laughs> <laughs> Important. Um, I, uh, and I'm, I'm a big boy. I'm husky, as they would say. So I, I think I lost about fifth, probably 15 pounds conservatively. But wow. when, you, when you look at BIA, um, I did not lose a lot of uh, uh, metabolic tissue so lean muscle mass 
not until the end and probably at the end by the fifth day for me being a big husky boy the fifth day was probably a little bit too much for me um but not probably not for the average joe because i didn't I, I lost more fat mass and i lost extracellular water but i didn't i actually gained intracellular water and if people don't understand how bioimpedance analysis works um it's very important to have the water that you have in your body inside your cells and not outside the cells doing nothing because then it, it's just yeah. extracellular mass. And so you lose, they would call that water weight, but I didn't actually lose water weight. I just became more functional in my water weight. Um, did not work out as I would usually do, which is a little more of uh, uh, kettlebells and, and heavier stuff. I just went on some gentle walks with my dog and my wife. Um, and I found that, I didn't have what I would expect just like Mark did from a water fast, which I've done intermittent fasting before I've done short-term fasting. I was in the military. There was some imposed short-term fasting, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, and those things were tough and they play games with your mind and your will. And this was not one of those. And that's what people fear is that this uh, we're going to play. We're going to now play some mind games. And I'm going to have to struggle to survive. And I didn't feel like that. I was actually, the, the food is good. I mean, we can talk about the food here in a second, but the food was good. And I actually started to look forward to it and knew when my feeding time was coming up and, mm -hmm. and anticipated it instead of food becoming sort of this uh, reflexive, passive, uh, non-thought type process where it's like, well, it's lunch. I guess I better go get a burrito. It, it was like, I knew what was about to happen and I was actually anticipating it. Not Pavlovian. I wasn't salivating, but I was definitely like, cool. This uh, soup is actually pretty good. Um, so I think I had positive results. I didn't get my blood test done in time, but I do know, uh, blood pressure went, I, I, my blood pressure is solid even for being a big boy. So it didn't really, it didn't really change much. Sorry um, about that. We have a dog over here in the office. <laughs> yeah. He's going to, he's about to fast if he keeps doing that. <laughs> um, so, so positive outcomes and I had a positive experience. I do think I felt a little bit of joint pain later on, like at the very last day. But once I refed, and if you, if you read like Dr. Longo's book, The Longevity Diet, or if you see some of the other podcasts he's been on, or if you understand the fasting mimicking diet, it's not so much the, the fasting that's important, but it's the refeeding that happens afterwards. Oh, yeah, and, and it was like, once I got a normal meal in me, uh, which was like a stir fry. I felt like a bazillion bucks. So that was pretty cool. Um, the question here is, or, or the move on here is, is the food itself. Like why was, why were certain types of food chosen over others and who the hell was behind making the food taste so good? Like the little oh. bars and things like that. Well, that, Those bars that is, are the bomb, weren't they? That's all yeah. thanks to our um, product development guy over here. He is awesome. So thanks to him, we were able to get some really tasty items here. Um, and also our food chemists and everybody who was involved in really the creation of the protocol. But um, as far as like spec uh, specifics behind like why we have soups and those types of things, yeah. I mean, it's really... It, there, there was a lot of thought that went into it. And um, without getting too much into detail... In essence, um, it has a lot to do with, you know, making sure that people do have three meals a day with some amount of um, snacks in between so that you do feel satiated. So a lot of it, a lot of it, it was for compliance. But then the other piece to it is that um, if you do read some of Walter's books, uh, he's 
very big on longevity, of course, that it goes hand in hand with fasting. And because of that, he went to, you know, all the locations where centenarians are. And it just so happened that one of them um, was in Italy, or I think maybe a couple actually, but regardless, um, with that being said, he is from Italy as well. And he did note that while being there um, growing up, a lot of the people in the countryside would eat this type of diet. They would, I mean, not like low in calories per se, but it'd be rich in um, vegetables. They would have some soups, they would eat nuts, this type of thing. So that's really why our protocol is, you know, soup based. We have nuts in there. There's olives, of course. Um, we have uh, plant-based type uh, items, whether it be our kale crackers or really anything within the package. Um, it is a plant-based diet. So that's really what you're getting is kind of an Italian feeling um, meal protocol. Oh, yeah. I felt like a mobster. I felt like I was in the mafia <laughs> after a while. I felt, yeah. I felt like uh, my skin got darker. Oh. <laughs> I was Italian for a minute. For five days, I was Italian. I'm still Italian, and, uh, <laughs> and, and and it did it did look it did taste like uh, stuff uh, Mama used to make, and I love the olives. Those olives, those olives are, and uh, yeah, and I usually do eat like uh, I, I'm a regular olive guy because that's a low glycemic index. A nice green pitted olive with mm -hmm. the pimento is like the way ten of those a day is nice because there was a lot of oil. Like so, like you you pull out this breakfast bar, which is delicious, but that thing was like oily it, it yeah, had a lot of fat in it too and that was like um uh that was nice <laughs> yeah so, that, that, it's a very unique bar <laughs> I, I will say this from experience going through the first time it wasn't as bad as go, going through a water fast but it was still a challenge mm -hmm. but then getting through it and, and even having your spouse or someone who's supporting you say you did it now you're looking at number two and number three and going like this isn't a problem this is something i should do kind of regularly I completely agree with you there, Bobby. It's uh, so the water fast was super hard. This was a lot easier. I got a box. I'm going to start next week for my second one. I'm less, you know, anxious about oh, what's it going to be like? How hard is it going to be? How am I going to feel? I can say though that while you are eating with the FMD, it really did, at least on my belly and internal organs, um, feel like I was doing the water fast. You feel like you're fasting. The upside yeah. was I slept way better uh, and I was less cold. You know, when you're doing the, when I did the water fast, I slept really bad and was freezing all the time. Um, didn't have that this time. And uh, I'm excited to get my wife to do this one with me. She's excited to do it. So I think uh, doing it together now, like, you know, if, if your wife didn't do it with you, she, you know, mine was, uh, uh, you know, conscious of not cooking around me and stuff, but even that yeah. didn't matter because you got to cook the soups anyway. So, yeah, my wife is still breastfeeding, so we don't really mess around with her. No, nutrition oh, yeah. when you're doing that. Um, baby's got to get all her fun baby stuff. Oh, yeah. um, but I think after the weaning process is over, uh, she seems quite interested um, because moms always want to get back on the wagon, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think you guys have answered the question I thought that was going to be the hardest question, which is the most generic question, which is, well, why would I have to have the program? I can just starve myself for five days. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. I mean, yeah, you can do it. You don't have to buy a product that can help you along. Absolutely. But, 
uh, I think that bridge has been crossed here and, and that question has been answered. And so kind of to, to second that, sorry. Um, yeah, go ahead. It's also pretty unsafe to just do a plain water fast. Um, we know that doing water fasting is highly correlated to losing lean body mass. So the longer you get into it, um, kind of the, the more unsafe it can become. So that's one of the benefits of doing this is that it's really, really safe. <laughs> yeah, you start getting to that uh, skinny fat range and then you start actually putting some neurological and cardiac risks on, on, mm -hmm. on people. Especially as like a 50-year-old, a 50-year-old who's like 250 pounds, like I'm just going to starve myself for five days. Good luck. <laughs> Bad idea. Uh, even when I did the water fast on the third day, I was really euphoric seeing patients and um, I had to come home and I got three olives, got a fork and knife <laughs> out and cut them up and enjoyed them. <laughs> and then I snapped out of it. It wasn't that, didn't feel that good. There's something stoic about that though, right? It's like... You, this is what you get and this is what you're going to get and you you have to make the most of it and it's you get down to the little bit of the liquid in the bottom of the of the olive package and you're like you're you're trying to lick that up or sop that oh, yeah. up and oh, yeah. uh there's a there's a process to it that's uh that I think people have to walk through psychologically as well and maybe when they're done with the fasting period and they start to refeed they actually appreciate what food is and what food isn't now, for me, I've got a five-year-old, and she loves um, – uh, what does she love? What's her favorite food? She loves, like, you know, like any little kid, she loves, like, Slurpees and gummy worms and things like that. And you throw a couple of those down next to her just to kind of join the party, and you don't even think about it. And then after you go through your five-day fast, you're looking over at the Slurpee or the gummy worms, and you're like, that's not actually food. Mm -hmm. And the first step you do for me, because I'm a selfish bastard, is like, I'm not eating that. But then the next step was like, do I want my child to eat that too? Exactly. <laughs> and then you start making these different decisions. And, um, and I think if you don't go through the process, you don't even see that stuff. Uh, so it has, it has a, a larger reach or a larger effect than just yourself or your own uh, metabolic system. It starts to re reconnect you with, with what food is and what food isn't. I couldn't agree with you more that Bobby is same, same here, same with the family. What are we feeding each other? What are we eating? Uh, after reading longevity diet, uh, by Walter, um, you know, you wonder about all the processed stuff that our patients are consuming and, you know, learning more about these nutrient sensing pathways and how they get turned on. Um, and, and even with some of my patients who are, you know, eating their macros and they're eating 250, grams of protein a day, I just look at that now knowing what I know about uh, fasting mimicking and the research that has been done through this and think that just, you know, unless you're just trying to put on a ton of muscle, it's not sustainable. And I, I am that guy in the 50s. I, I don't think it's that healthy for you, truthfully. Yeah. We played a little closer to the chest at that point. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get into this next area which i think might be sensitive i don't know mm -hmm. um, but that is now getting into this the business of bringing this product to the table so okay we've got a great product with a lot of engineering and planning and production uh, put into it the customer or the the retailer which would be a, a, a healthcare provider has these beautiful looking boxes and the boxes are beautiful and they're set up on the inside and the person receives this box and they open it. It's like a gift. 
um, and the, the food in it is delicious and all that stuff. The, the business part that we thought was missing and one of the reasons why we talked about this podcast being a thing was, and I hate to use the word sales because it's not sales, it's the communication of the value of what is inside the box and what that value brings to the person. So in, in season one of our podcast and in, in much, multiple different circles within the Facebook group and some of our mastermind groups that have splintered off of that Facebook group is this concept called story branding, uh, which is based on a book called Story Brand Your Business. And in the story brand concept, what you're trying to do is instead of making the product or the service the main part of the story, you make the person who experiences this product or this service as the main character, almost like a movie. So like in Star Wars, the, the revolution or the resistance, they're not the story. The story is Luke Skywalker and all the other little characters. And what, what StoryBrand tr- sort of tries to tell you to do is don't make Prolon the subject Make the person who is about to experience Prolon the subject and what can they experience? What are they afraid of? What is their major challenge and how do you guide them? And how, does, how, would, how would Prolon work as a guide for these people so that they can experience something? So it's sort of like, we know you're suffering from this, but if you do this, you will get this. And um, maybe that's not a question, but maybe you guys want to discuss it. But it, maybe it's more of a statement for me that that's what we noticed was that you guys know really what the hell you're talking about. And you guys have a legitimate product that is amazing and can make a lot of difference in the world. But these people who are out there have no idea how to, how to connect the two. Do you know what I'm saying here in my yeah. ramble? No, no, no. That's, that's so accurate. And, you know, I think people come to chiropractors for a lot of reasons, but for something that they're not getting anywhere else. And that is right. some natural medicine, some call it holistic, you know, information, holistic treatment. And so they're in our office with, you know, all kinds of different health related problems, probably mostly pain related. But like I said before, they still have the microcosm of problems that everyone else has in the, in the world. And so when you talk to them about, you know, and they'll tell you, right? They're, they don't like taking their medications. They don't feel like some of the things they're doing feels right to their body. They can't see themselves uh, on these pills for the rest of their life. They're looking for other solutions. And that's sort of like, you know, I'll ask the question, um, how's that working for you? Would you like to, would you consider something else? Would you like to try something else more natural? plant-based that could, you know, benefit you in X, Y, Z, the way you're looking to, to, to find a benefit. And it becomes a very easy conversation with people and, and when you do it that way. And of course, they're going to, they usually say yes. Nobody says, yeah, yeah, I want to continue to take my blood pressure pills till I die. That's not the answer I usually get. They are generally very open to looking for a longer lasting, healthier, more sustainable solution. They are in the middle of that story, um, actively looking out. Now, whether they actually bring that up to you or not is a different story, but that's where, you know, you got to just ask the questions. Uh, Would you like to try something else or how is that working out? And they're going to say yes. And 
it's never been a sale for me. It has never even been a sale. And sometimes people I haven't seen in a long time will be, holy cow, you've lost a ton of weight. What'd you do? I want to do right. that. That's it. I want to do that. I did. I, I had a patient last week who got a box. That's, I was like, here's what I did. I want that. He gave me his credit card and in a second. So I think, you know, just having the conversation, I also look over the review of systems and, and talk to patients about that. So what are you doing for that? How is that working? Is it, is it difficult? Are you struggling with that? Would you like to look for a better way? And it just opens up the door. Yeah. And that, it's creating conversations. It's absolutely creating conversations. And, and I think a lot of people who are quote unquote afraid of marketing don't understand that marketing really is just creating conversations. Yeah. And talking to patients about what we do as healthcare providers and what we already know. That's why they're there. I mean, they are in our office seeking our expertise. And I, I find it as a fiduciary responsibility to actually give people what I think is the very best for them and, and, um, and bringing it up is, is easy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, from an ethical standpoint, I'm sort of an ethics guy, sort of, I'm, I'm an ethics guy. The, the suggested manufacturer suggested retail price is not crazy. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not, these things aren't even marked up a hundred percent, you know? Right. And so you're not, that's easy for you as a clinician if you are also ethically minded to get on board with because you're like, I'm not, a lot of people are afraid of the reputation that they might garner from quote unquote ripping people off. And this is not one of those scenarios. Now that scenario, you can fall into that argument with supplements sometimes. Right. Like, is this supplement actually doing anything? And, And you start to lose some of those, those uh, uh, measurable outcomes, you know, like here's your, <laughs> you know, whatever they have people on, what's the measurable outcome and, and are you measuring, applying some sort of intervention and then remeasuring? And they're not doing that. They're just selling, some people are just selling multi-level marketing stuff, you know, <laughs> and without naming names of those MLMs, they're just like, I just want to increase my income. That's not ethical. Uh, even That's if, not ethical in our role as a doctor. Yeah, and even if, um, I mean, even if the person reported some sort of benefit from it, it's still not ethical. Uh, I think you still have to measure that and come up with some sort of plan. And, and if you are not comfortable with selling this stuff, which is quite essential, then doing what Dr. Testa said and or having um, uh, in your review of systems something that the, the person can report on their own and then actually going through the report of systems or review of systems, which I know some of you aren't doing, um, these questions will come up because they should. You should actually check off every little thing that someone reports to the positive on a review of symptoms and at least ask a question about it. And if someone was saying, you know, that they had a lot of medications or they're concerned about their medication intake or pain or, uh, or how much weight they have gained or not feeling well, you know, these all sort of fall into a line that uh, research does support here. Absolutely. Um, and look, including looking at family history or the trajectory, like how many people tell yeah. you, uh, I just got, I'm pre-diabetic. Well, this is a perfect intervention yeah, for that yeah. because just telling someone to eat low carbs, like a lot of their doctors will, um, 
and exercise, that that's not a solution. That is not specific very, you know, to, to someone to take on their own from there. And, you know, I think the role of doctor, as we know in Latin, means teacher. And it's, it's our job to take these people, educate them, provide them a tool and evidence-based, right? Because I don't want to recommend something that's just uh, got anecdotal information and get them going in the right direction. Uh, and it's, you know, they've given you all the information to start that conversation. Um, do you guys have a thought process for story branding or, or, or a different way of discussing what, what the, the, the end user, the recipient, the patient can benefit from on the prolon side? It, it's always difficult because these, like, I mean, you just take what Victoria said in the beginning of the podcast. There's so much benefit, and the benefit is is sort of deeply rooted in in metabolic stuff that average people aren't going to understand. Mm -hmm. But how do you distill that down to let people understand that this is something where if on your journey you're having difficulty with X, Y, or Z, this is probably the best application for it? I'm, I'm being selfish here. I want people to have access to this product. So I want to understand the best way that I can communicate it to them um, so that they understand uh, what they need. I can do that with chiropractic stuff. Like pain is pretty easy to do that with because they're pretty desperate when they show up. But I used to do some nutritional counseling back in the day and I always found that it was, it was, I was way out of my lane. Like the people, it wasn't a, it wasn't a nutritional problem. It was a psychological issue. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you have a, a good answer for that, Victoria? Well, I mean, uh, the ways that we normally promote this um, product is for individuals who are struggling to maintain healthy levels of metabolic markers. Again, that may be a little clunky for some, maybe they don't really know what that is. Um, another way to kind of word it is to help to um, promote fat driven weight loss in a very rapid amount of time. But kind of the way that I like to see um, or kind of promote this product is really as an opportunity and as an opportunity to kickstart yourself. So for five days, you will be on this arduous journey of a fast. It's not going to be as terrible as a water fast, don't get me wrong, but you'll be fasting and you'll learn a lot about yourself, your cravings, your triggers, like your um, desires. Honestly, I've done it myself and you really do learn a lot. Um, and once you're done with that, you, you feel a lot better. You know, you feel like, hey, I just lost some weight. I feel pretty good. I want to do something more for myself. And I hear that a lot from people. And just anecdotally speaking, um, people who report back to me, if, you know, they've gone through it, they really want to share with me the results, they end up feeling like, you know, I want to do something more for myself. And just as a clinician to another clinician, I'm like, this is the best opportunity to get them to do something else then. Because for the most part, especially for dietary interventions, you can tell your patient all the time, like, hey, I want you to do X, Y, and Z because this is going to be beneficial for you. But compliance is key. They might say, oh, yeah, I get it. And truly, most patients get it. Like, if you're doing, you know, X, and if X is causing Y, then I probably should stop doing X, right? It's pretty right. simple. But it's just hard. It's hard to actually stop doing X all the time because, you know, that's very fun. And I like doing that. And, like, why would I? And that's the thing that makes me feel good. Yeah, gummy so, worms are awesome. 
Yeah, exactly. Gummy worms are great. And, you know, they're a dollar and I, I want them. So why not? <laughs> I'm going to buy some, right? Sure. Um, but this is a very unique opportunity to be able to have that kind of paradigm shift. And although we don't have measurements to say like 100%, you know, every person is going to feel like this. I've just heard it so many times and I've experienced it myself where I'm thinking, you know, that's such a unique opportunity. I mean, just as a clinician, like, have your patient finally do that, you know, thing that you've been wanting them to do, whether it be stretching a little more or, you know, getting them on a plant-based diet, whatever it really is, just have them like, they're already very high in their self-advocacy. They're already wanting that information from you. They're probably going to ask you like, Hey, what do I do after this? Well, that's perfect. That's that opportunity to be like, you know, here you go, do this thing. To be the doctor, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like the beauty of this protocol. Of course, everything else is awesome. Don't get me wrong. You know, the ability to fast, but with food is so unique. And just to note, we're the only company that does this. Um, Walter is you know, very adamant about making sure that it's done right. And so we are the only ones who are able to use his um, neutral technology and actually promote it. So don't be fooled by anybody else. They don't have it. This is from the man himself. Um, and so I, I really do think that although it does Posers. all these really nice yeah. things, this clout chasers, they're chasing your clout. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I, I do feel like this is a really unique opportunity to do something better for your patient, especially uh, after the protocol. Victoria, you nailed it right in the beginning. <laughs> when we're talking about story brand, you said it in like the first two sentences kickstart your health it's so true right and then people they they and i've noticed it too uh victoria is like you put that effort in those five days and you realize your triggers oh my god i pick up something to put in my mouth when i'm anxious when i'm depressed when i'm you know pissed when i'm and it's it, it it's a big wake up for a lot of people and then you feel reset like i just did this and now i don't want to mess it up immediately again and they do ask what else can i do and that's a perfect time to start making those changes and i've i have resisted uh the 80 20 plant-based diet and forever right but i am 100 percent all in reading walter's book and other books that suggest it and it makes it then all the easier to do because you've put in that effort. It's like, you know, I've worked out for whatever. I've completed the Olympics. I'm not going to go back to sit on a couch and get yeah. fat again. And it's such a, it's such a reset for sure. Um, so I'm going to add in all the stuff so that people can track down Prolon. Um, once again, it wasn't you guys specifically, but you're definitely part of the team. Thank you guys so much for supporting the, uh, the FTCA. Uh, I encourage us to support you. Uh, Dr. Faye will say you're, you're brain dead if you don't get on the prolon track <laughs> uh, um, from, from a, not just from the outcomes, but from a financial standpoint, it can help. It can help on the financial end of your practice. Um, it's if someone is really chiropractic philosophy centric this is much more in tune with chiropractic quote-unquote philosophy than uh, supplements would be because we are still trying to say we are we want to approach things naturally from the inside out not from the outside in so selling people uh, 
what are people selling now? They're selling like hemp oils and, and essential oils and, and stuff from the outside to put inside your body and, and then try to make some sort of change. This is just using what the body's already made and trying to maximize it the best you possibly can. Then that's pretty nice. Um, and and uh, get we'll have some information as well within our group on how to get a hold of Prolon and get started if you haven't gotten started yet, um, either for your patients or for yourself. But uh, and Bobby, I'm anything? glad I'm glad to offer any one-on-one with uh, any of the docs in the group awesome. who would like to know how to implement it. Whether you're doing decompression protocols or you've got patients with radiculopathy or neuropathy there's you know there's just there's ways that i'd be glad to share how i've done it and some share share some ideas on how to implement and practice yeah that's the challenge in our profession isn't it is everyone's doing things just a little bit different right so it's like but how does it work for me um but this is an application that can work for probably just about everybody you know, you're because so many people in our on, in our public patient population are suffering from some sort of condition that that this uh, this product can affect. That uh, you you you're almost kind of foolish to not have it at your disposal when the time comes. You know, mm-hmm. or at least know somebody within your community who does do it and make the proper referral and all that sort of thing. Um, so that would be a last little piece of advice for our listeners. Have you reached out to your local dietitian lately and have you had any conversations or had taken them to a healthy lunch and had conversations about how, what they do in their lane and what you do in your lane and whether you guys can work together? I don't know. I probably wager that most of you have not done that, but I love my dietitians, Victoria. Thank you. <laughs> you are excellent. Excellent guest. Um, is there any, any, like, do you do, where are you based out of? Are you doing clinical work? Um, so I do it at uh, LAC USC medical center. So it's the okay. county over here. Um, it's not very often because this is my full-time job. So I dedicate most of my time here. Um, but I've done clinical work for at least uh, about two years now. Um, so it is pretty fun and it's all acute care it's not um, outpatient which honestly I think the outpatient care is really where um, most of the magic happens inpatient is good but truly if you're going to do any sort of behavior changes you got to do it outpatient Um, I will note that I also was a ketogenic dietitian specifically pediatric um, neuroclinics so with epilepsy very unique diet um there's a lot of misinformation with that one out there right now but um oh man very hard diet to follow victoria's <laughs> gonna she's worked her way into another podcast episode but keto's so hot man it's so oh, yeah. hot oh yeah <laughs> um yeah be sure to give me your contact info um off the air so that we can continue a line of communication yeah you're a bright woman uh mark it's not like you're not bright either it's just that we assume that oh. a badass chiropractor who's working in a hospital setting and has been doing it for so long is going to be bright as well. It's like a given. Yeah, well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, be sure to get me some of your contact info too. Um, uh, th- this organization, this FTCA thing used to be just an online club and obviously it's expanded way beyond that. Um, so connecting with the world around us and using the brightest minds to uh, deliver information is what I'm all about. That's my concept. Best information for all the people. Uh, 
uh, available who want it. So uh, make sure you get me your info. And it is a running joke now that I have no idea how to close out shows. I just keep talking um, because I feel like I've made friends with everyone I ever talked to. No worries. Um, but this was awesome. And, and if it generates a lot of questions and a lot of buzz, we might have to do it again. And, and yeah. even clearer, but, Always um, happy to help. Always yeah. happy to help. But I think we got somewhere. We got some science in. We got kickstart your health as like a really quick little buzz phrase to story brand for these patients, uh, uh, what they would experience going through Prolon. And, you know, using a, a buzz phrase like that will generate a conversation. And right. if you listen to Victoria's, all the things she said after she said, kickstart your health, that was the conversation that happens afterwards. And yeah. that's how you build relationship marketing and build value is by having worthwhile conversations with people. Um, thank you guys very much for your time. I enjoyed it. I, I got to say, I actually enjoyed it much more than I expected. Yay. Uh, well, that's good. So, that's um, cool. <laughs> so I'm very happy and I'll be ordering my, my kits for uh, round two and round three very, very soon. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Thank All right, guys. Very much. Thank you very much. Doing. Have a great rest Thank of your you. day. Uh -huh. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. It is time for the pain zone finish. Dun, dun, dun. These podcasts are brought to you by a couple sponsors, and one of our big sponsors is our friends at Pain Zone. Pain Zone is a product. It's a product you need to have in your office. It's highly effective. The pricing is right spot on. It's exclusive to professionals, and it works, my friends. I sold my first uh, Pain Zone. I sold something. Uh, that, that's a funny joke for my personal friends because I know I don't sell stuff in my office. And, uh, but I use pain zone and, um, I put it on a patient and, uh, then I did some work and all that other stuff that you do when you take care of people. And the patient said, Hey, I like that stuff. What, what is it? So oh, it's pain zone, put a bottle in his hand. He said, can I have one of these? So, well, I'll sell you one. <laughs> and he said, yeah. And he put that, pulled out some cash and he gave me cash for a bottle of pain zone. And that was selling. <laughs> Um, but other than that, uh, great product. You can get free samples. You can check out all that stuff. If you just go to a very simple website, ipainzone.com, check it out for yourself. Uh, and then let's continue with this pain zone finish. So we just interviewed the folks from Prolon. Um, I enjoyed the interview quite a bit. I, I actually talked more than I think I would have anticipated talking during a, a nutrition podcast because, um, I am not a nutrition guru. I, I've, I've done some training in nutritional counseling, but abandoned that a long time ago because I thought it was a lot more of a psychological problem than it was the nutrition itself. It's very easy to draw up what, what people should do. It's much more challenging to get them to actually do it. And uh, I threw up my hands in, in frustration and said, I'm just not going to do that anymore. <laughs> and so, and that's okay. You know, there are other better people to do that, and I would much rather refer to them uh, and let them be the experts on that. But uh, I liked Prolon for myself. I think it is going to come into play in my bag of tricks at some point with some patient at some point. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, and if my eye is on the prize and, and I've got my focus on, on doing right for people, it's probably going to be beneficial for quite a few people. 
So if you're interested in Prolon, check out uh, the website is Prolon, P-R-O-L-O-N-F-M-D.com. Uh, there's a healthcare providers link for you to click if you're a healthcare provider and all that other stuff. They'll answer all your questions. They're super nice people. They will help you connect any dots. And, um, you know, at Forward KC, uh, Dr. Fay could not stop raving about the product itself. Um, so uh, obviously there's something to it. So that is our pain zone finish. Dun, dun, dun. And that's it for today's podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I'll look forward to seeing you next week. We're going to have some more nutrition podcasts too. We're going to, we're going to be mixing up what we do on the podcast uh, to, to get some interesting point of views as, as the season goes on. So stay tuned and take care. Bye.